0: Welcome to the Winning Family Podcast with Rodney and Michelle Gage, a podcast designed to help you win at home and in life. Welcome to the Winning Family Podcast with Rodney and Michelle Gage, a podcast designed to help you win at home and at life. My name is Dr. Linda Travelute and I'm excited to be your host today for the Winning Family Podcast. And if you will stay tuned, we are going to give you an opportunity to win a free copy of Rodney's book, The Double Win. And you can also sign up for their 30-day free trial of their monthly mentoring program, which is an incredible value. I did say it was free. They're going to let you test drive it for a little bit so you can see if it's a good fit, and I know it will be. So stay tuned. I'm going to let you know at the end of our time together how you can do that. But today, Ronnie and Michelle, we are discussing the topic of helping your kids overcome securities. And you guys have a lot of experience
1: with this. How are you? First of all, I guess we should start there. How are you? <laughs> great. Doing great. Doing- <laughs> Great, yes, Yes, we have three kiddos, you have two, and we are all experienced in insecurities. I think we, (laughs) (laughs) I think I have my own experience with insecurities. So, yes, it's this is such a great topic to chat about just helping our kids overcome insecurities. It's a huge topic in our culture right now.
0: And no matter how old your children are, whether it be Mm -hmm. from uh, little toddlers to teenagers, yeah, you're going to talk about some things that people can use no matter what stage their children are in, right?
1: Yes.
2: Yeah. yes. yeah, I know this topic weighs heavily on the minds of a lot of parents. And I think, I mean, just the um, world of social media has added so much to the mental health challenges that uh, kids are facing today. Um you know, just all, especially the, you know, the, um, I think the, the competing and the comparison that is all associated with, you know, kids when it comes to, you know, whether they're good enough, whether they fit in, whether they're accepted, you know, among their peers Two, you know, challenges that happen at home. You know, that often are some in some ways foundational to those feelings of insecurity. But whether it's, you know, the whether it's fear, you know, whether it is um, maybe rejection, you know, there's so many different kinds of insecurity. But I think today it's really a matter of just trying to help parents walk through and talk through how to help their kids overcome a lot of the. Fear and insecurities that they have mm-hmm. because there's a lot of pressure on our young people today and especially as they grow into you know the school years you know the pressure academically the pressure socially um, you know just even from the physiological changes that naturally happen you know in especially when they get into the puberty years of all the changes that happen, that causes them to feel, you know, insecure. They may not like the way they look when they look at themselves in the mirror, or again, they're comparing who they are and comparing, you know, themselves against somebody else. And so it is a vicious cycle. And quite frankly, adults struggle with it just as much as kids do. But if we do not get a grasp on it and we don't really tr- work towards helping our kids build a healthy foundation so that they find security in the right places and in the right ways, then that those insecurities are only going to manifest and carry over into those adult years where it's going to become more challenging for them, which can affect marriages, can affect all kinds of cowork- co-working relationships, all based out of insecurities. So, you know, obviously uh, we're coming from a spiritual perspective. So, you know, we all have a, that natural insecurity because of a sin nature. You know, we, uh, have to look back at Adam and Eve who, you know, went against God's plan and purpose. And as a result, you know, the Bible says that they went and hit, hit, Mm -hmm. you know, hit, tried to hide from God to cover their shame, to cover Their insecurity, cover their fear. And, you know, we carry that with us. And I think the challenge a lot of times is that, unfortunately, we are trying to make up for those insecurities, whether it's through being a workaholic, you know, a high achiever, overachiever, um, through friendships, relationships, popularity. You know, a lot of people are trying to gain that sense of security in all the wrong ways, or people are or, you know, places. And ultimately our security has to be rooted in who we are in Christ Jesus. And so, yeah, let me, let's just talk about a little bit on ways that we can help build security and help our kids feel secure. Um, I was talking to a parent here recently and, and they were just talking about the, the academic pressure that they're kind of walking through a season right now where they're feeling so much pressure on what is expected of them now in the classroom. And then in addition to that, uh, the anxiety that goes hand in hand with the feeling of being overwhelmed and the pressure that goes with, you know, meeting up to everyone's expectations. And so they are almost paralyzed with fear. Because, again, of not measuring up or meeting certain expectations or just the fear of failure alone causes a lot of these kids to underachieve when they have everything it takes. But at the same time, they're not reaching their full potential because they're paralyzed by a fear Mm -hmm. of some form of insecurity. So I think it's very normal and natural for any and all of us to feel levels of insecurity. But at the same time we can't allow those insecurities to, again, be ne- ignored or neglected in a way that causes them to manifest themselves in unhealthy patterns mm-hmm. um, because that can grow into all kinds of things. So, you know, I, if I were to encourage any family today who is walking through um, any form of situation or challenge with one of their children, especially parents, what are some things that you can do to help your kids feel secure and find security? Um, I just I want to do a little shameless plug here on a book that we just released or re-released called "Why Your Kids Do What They Do." Mm-hmm. And a lot of the subject matter I unpack in great detail related to the emotional needs of kids, which is every kid needs to be noticed, every kid needs to be encouraged, every kid needs to receive. Uh, empathy. Every kid needs direction. And then lastly, every kid needs security. And so those emotional needs are huge in our kids' Mm -hmm. lives and behavior. And what can we do as parents to help meet those needs and create an atmosphere in our home that reinforces those important emotional needs that maybe our kids are looking to other people or other places in order to get those needs met. And so I think it really does begin in the home and how we nurture those needs and how we help build and foster an atmosphere in our home that just helps reinforce security Mm -hmm. so that kids know that they're loved and accepted unconditionally, no matter what goes on in their world.
1: I'm hold. If you're watching on YouTube, we've got a copy of it here. Why your kids do what they do? You can get this book on Amazon, uh, or online retailers. Just Google "Why Your Kids Do What They Do" Rodney Gage, and uh, the foreword was written by Josh McDowell, one of your mentors. It's just a phenomenal book as you break down the needs and then um, how we as parents parent because of the way we were raised and meeting needs. So. Needs met in our life, so it's really a powerful book. I just wanted to show you. I love the cover of that book; it's, very it's just sharp. amazing it. yep. book. But back to it. Sorry, I just wanted to make sure that people knew where to get it. You can visit thewinningfamily dot as well.
2: Well, I just want to say, you know, I know that uh, we've all walked through their own kids uh, those seasons, and even to this day, you know, still even in their adult young adult years, you know, still face, you know challenges and insecurities we have a son who's an artist Mm -hmm. you know who um
1: musical artist I mean unbelievably
2: talented but yet every artist is still insecure you know when it comes Mm -hmm. to putting their stuff out there or you know just the thoughts of what other people want to say or think and you know all those sorts of things so it really doesn't matter you know what kind of um Field or vocation you know we might be in or we may even our kids may want to pursue in life they're always going to be dealing with levels of insecurity
1: i think it's really good to be studying your kids and being aware because sometimes you can just miss those insecurities with the busyness of our family lives you know the schedule just sticking to our routines we can miss if we're not studying and we're watching for signs that, um, some of those needs are being unmet in their life or something's happening. Some, you bring up Luke there. Luke was in a wheelchair for three years, um, from seven to 10 years old. And he was bullied when he was in the wheelchair, which is crazy to imagine, but kids are just kids, you know, they Everybody has insecurities, but they a, a young man was bullying our Luke when he was in the wheelchair, and and I know that happens uh, in in our culture today in different areas on social media and things like that. But even to this day, Luke is realizing, even though we dealt with it then and we talked it through then, we walked through it. Some of those things still affect him today. Some of the the things that were spoken over him and insecurities that can tend to come up in all of us if we don't Mm -hmm. uh, continually deal with them and think about what we're thinking about because we need to change our thinking and our perspective and help our kids to realize some coping skills Mm -hmm. to deal with their insecurities. I think one of the basic things is To teach them, which I know if you're a parent that's a Christian, that that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. uh, That you're very complex and God created you just the way you are for a reason. And for this time in all of history that you, you amazing person, were created wonderfully for this time. And God has a purpose for you, the Bible tells us. In Ephesians 2:10 that mm-hmm. he's he's uh, you're a masterpiece and he's gonna fulfill his purpose in you if you allow him to yes. and um, just the thinking that we are teaching our children how to correctly think about themselves even as early as possible in their lives mm-hmm. is just so important mm-hmm. can't start too young
0: no and, and I know you guys have heard that statistic that up until the age of five, the, the the years zero to five are the most important yes. years mm-hmm. in the development of a child, and so to pour that into them, that they are fearfully yes. and wonderfully made, and they know that. Yes, hitting year five, wow, they are set up yes. to have a great self-esteem, great great self-worth. Um, yes.
1: yeah there's so. so many resources out there too. You know, as we're getting re- ready to have our first grandson. Um, You know books that are out there now that you can read to your kids. I know there were books even back when our kids were little that you just read over and over Mm -hmm, and over, reminding them of who they are. There's certain TV programs. One of our Mm -hmm. friends, uh, Dionza Duran, uh, texted me last night. She's reproducing some of what she called her Best Buddies um, program, a TV program and songs that she wrote that remind the children, singing Mm -hmm. over and over of who they are, who God created them to be. That Mm -hmm. just is imprinting into their mind, building those neural pathways that are positive that, you know, and some of the scriptures that my parents taught me, I'm so grateful. What a gift. Mm -hmm. You know, you can give a lot of different um, things in this world that are things that will rust and go away, but the things that you put into their heart and mind Mm -hmm. are things that will stay and what uh, a responsibility we have as parents to set them up, you know, mm-hmm. to have the right kind of thinking. Yes.
2: Yeah i I think um, having as much communication as possible with our kids to know what it is that's causing them stress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's causing anxiety, fear. Um, and look, even for the things that they may not even say, but just the actions or behaviors alone speak mm-hmm. in and of them for themselves. Basically, if they're want not, if they're no longer wanting to go out mm-hmm. with friends, they're they're maybe being more isolated. Mm-hmm. They're becoming more distant in in those type of you know environments. Now, all of a sudden, there's some that should be a red flag that something's not right. This is mm-hmm. not normal. And I think it's important that parents don't dismiss like, oh, well, they're just going through a phase. Well, chances are it's more than just a phase. There's a real emotion and a feeling that of something in their mind is real and it has paralyzed them where now they're afraid to go out. They're afraid to be around certain yeah. friends. They're afraid now they've got it in their mind that the teacher is against them or, you know whatever, they've already worked something up in their mind. And from their perspective, that has become real. And I think that kind of goes back to what you were just emphasizing about changing their thinking. And I think the thing that just to kind of explain maybe how the application of, well, how do we help our kids with that? I think we as a parent have to do all that we can to reinforce helping our children as you even emphasized linda about their self worth or their identity in terms of their self image their self concept so when our children when they when our children are questioning themselves questioning their ability questioning their maybe their appearance questioning you know their likability when it comes to being embraced or accepted by peer groups or whomever what we have to do is we have to help them shift their thinking away from what do my friends think? or what do my friends say? what does my teacher say? what does my teacher think or my coach? or what what do all of, what do my parents think? what do my parents You know, all of these things that all of a sudden now are becoming voices in our head that if all of those things that People are saying or in our minds we think they're saying or we think they're thinking about us. The question we got to help our kids figure out is, are all of those statements, whether real or perceived, are they lies or are they truth? And I think the problem is, is a lot of kids believe lies as truth. And then they begin to internalize those lies so if my if my friends are making fun of me because of the way I look or my shoes that I'm wearing or whatever then all of a sudden what they are thinking or what they're saying about me must be real. And what we have to do is we have to help their, help our kids understand that no matter what your friends think or what your friends say, no matter what perceptions they you know they may have internalized, they got to understand that The most important voice that they need to listen to is what God says about them, that they are valuable, that they are lovable, that they are acceptable, that they are capable because God sees us different than the world sees us. The world places expectations on us. So therefore we have to, we have to perform, you know, we have to be somebody, we have to look a certain way, act a certain way in order to fit in, to find acceptance. And again, it, it, it's no different. Adults play the same games, yeah. you know? So at the end of the day, we have to realize that it is an issue of what we're thinking about in our minds and what we're choosing to believe because if we believe the lies and those lies become truth, then all of a sudden now our lives are going to be controlled by the lies that we're believing. And... I just think our kids have got to learn at the earliest possible age that when they see themselves, when they look at themselves in the mirror, they need to see themselves the way God sees them. And I know that may be hard to understand or even hard to articulate, especially with it with a child, but the more we can nurture that, the more we can reinforce that by the words that we say as parents, by the things that we do to help them feel loved, to help them feel um, valuable, you know, that we, that we really treasure who they are. And I think at the earliest possible age, we can begin helping them see themselves the way God sees them is going to give them a greater sense of security and confidence. I like to say it this way, god mm-hmm. because we're basing our confidence in, again, what God says about us. So it's building, helping our kids build their their lives foundationally on the truth of God's Word and the truth of what God says about them and not what anything or anybody else says or believes. The most important thing is what what does God say? What does God believe? Because that, at the end of the day, is all that matters. Does it make it easy? Easier when somebody says something negative or hurtful? No, it still hurts. We're human. But we also have to keep the idea. I used to tell our kids, hey, if God likes you and loves you, and I as your dad and your mom, we like you and we love you, then what's their problem? Right. <laughs> right. Right. You plus God's a majority. Yeah. So, you know, don't play to all of the games of comparison and you know, trying to conform and trying to be something or somebody you're not just in order to find acceptance. Who cares? I mean, at the end of the day, what's most important is what does God say about you? And are we going to build our lives and build our security in what others say or believe? Or are we going to build it on what Mm -hmm. God says and Mm -hmm. believes about us? I think think clarifying for
1: who is the most important voice in their life? Because we tend to drift towards and believe the loudest voice or the strongest voice or the most important voice in our life. So I think establishing with our kids that what God believes about us, your creator that created you so wonderfully complex, Mm -hmm. he is the most important voice in your life. So no matter where you're starting, if you're starting with the zero to five, years of age, or if you're jumping in right now as a parent Mm -hmm. of a teenager, and you're just starting in this, um, developing a foundation, doesn't matter where you're at. You can start now making those deposits in their life that God's voice, Mm -hmm. his word is truth. And it's the most important voice that they can stand on and believe for the rest of their life. Mm -hmm. I think it's just important to establish who should have the greatest weight Absolutely. in their life, you know, Absolutely. because our culture would tell them differently.
2: Well, it's gotten to the point where our culture yeah. has become so shallow. Mm-hmm. And now think about it. So many people are building their identity, their so-called brand of who they are, their identity, their, vo- their sense of value, their, their popularity, their likability, based on an Instagram post. You know, we, we, we put something out there on Instagram and then all of a sudden, you know, five seconds later, we're looking to see if we got a like, and now we're judging mm-hmm. our mm-hmm. worth and our value and our likability and popularity on how many likes we got. Right. Well, who gives a flying rip That's about right. how it's a many machine. likes, it's a you know, machine. we get, so I'm not <laughs> yeah. going to I, not, know,
1: I may not have even seen your post. <laughs> I don't know. like it. It's the whole <laughs> algorithm that plays yeah, into that machine. as well. I'm not
2: going to build my <laughs> worth and my Crazy. value on whether I got four likes or, you know, little heart things that come up on the screen <laughs> of some comment. Like, if that's literally what our kids are building their identities They're upon. They're
1: conforming yeah. their thinking yep. Yep. to our culture Absolutely. instead of us helping them transform their mm. minds. You yes. know, what Romans 12, 1 and 2 talks about, that yes. allowing God to help us change the way that we think. Yes. Mm-hmm. It, is, it is a spiritual battle that we are in. It, I'm laughing and making fun that it's a machine. It, is a, it machine, is a machine, but it is our culture. It is. And we have to help our kids change the way they yeah. think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I
0: think it e- could even be as practical as... Like, like you say, you know, the algorithm is a machine. So we've got to become a machine in the sense that, you know, we are hitting yeah. the idea that yeah. they are made in God's image. They are loved by God. They are loved by mom and dad uh, over and over and over and over yes. and over She's again to combat the yeah. negative. Yeah. And one, one of the simple ways Ted and I used to do that with our kids when they were small was, you know, when we would tuck them in at night, we would read from a, a little children's bible write a story and then pray with them and in that prayer just affirm them hey Mm -hmm. god loves you mommy and daddy love you and just letting them know how important they are so so they heard that every night and then as they grew older we still took those moments it may not have been us tucking them in but maybe it was around the table Mm -hmm. hey just remember god loves you mommy loves you dad loves you and just continuously yeah. speaking that
1: over mm-hmm. and every opportunity. Yeah. But we forget, don't we? we yeah, forget. and then they push us off sometimes yeah. too. like, "Oh, mom, dad, yes. I don't want I don't want to hear that or I've had enough of that." No, they haven't. Baloney. Uh-huh. Baloney. They have not had enough. <laughs> what is it? They cannot
0: have enough. What <laughs> is it Greg Grachel says if if they're breathing, they need to hear encouragement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Regardless. Master? Yeah.
2: Well, the world is taking so much away from us mm-hmm. and social media is is it takes away it's not adding to our kids I think it's not only a massive distraction but again it has become an addiction mm-hmm. to the point to where that's what we're feeding we're feeding ourselves off of something that's fake yes that is fake that is mm-hmm. um temporary that is almost like the instant gratification mm-hmm. that's why it's so addictive yeah. you know if I got x amount of likes and certain amount of minutes after I sent the post Okay, well, that's that's instant gratification. But what happens after the post? What happens the next week? You know, Mm -hmm. you you can't build your life or build your worth or your value on the approval or the acceptance or the popularity of other people. Mm -hmm. It comes and goes and people are fickle. And so. I think we,
1: what you were saying, Linda, about the, it, let's be a machine in yeah, the opposite we way. Just I love to that, that because we can teach our children, too. Well, what are you putting mm-hmm, out there mm-hmm. You know, with your social media? Because social media can be a great thing. It can be a great platform for our teenagers to speak life and hope from their own voice to their generation. It can be. In general, if it's left alone in our minds and hearts, it can definitely make us drift. But we can turn it around and we can use it for good absolutely and when i say be a machine you guys have heard this statistic it takes seven
0: positive statements to counteract one negative Mm -hmm. wow so if a child is is receiving one negative comment on a post that they've written or one negative uh comment from a friend at school right then to be able to come home and hear mom and dad speak seven positive statements over them to counteract that one thing yeah. is going to help greatly to keep them in the right mindset that's of, good. I am important. I am worth loving, yeah. et cetera.
2: Yeah. That's yeah. so good. And being specific in what we say in those statements that mm-hmm. we speak into and over our children, you know, it's, I love you is is a way that we reinforce our love but even the compliments we give them mm-hmm. as they're walking out the door to yeah. go to school, you know, hey, you look beautiful today, mm-hmm. or man, mm-hmm. you look sharp, you know, mm-hmm. man, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna kill it on that test today, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, mm-hmm. it's that last verbal positive reinforcement mm-hmm. that where we're we're putting a positive. <laughs> deposit into their emotional bank account because again the world is depleting their friends are depleting the school system is depleting everything is taking away it's withdrawing and they just need to know they're they're loved and valued that's no matter good. what
1: that's good i think that there's a lot of competition in our world too and we put our kids in competition sure you know we want to help them grow and different areas what are you know for me it was uh singing and Um, I was never an athlete, but a couple of my sisters were. I know you were an athlete. You're an athlete, right? Yeah. So, I mean, there's competition always. And I think teaching our children to recognize their unique gifting within the very sphere that they're in, that makes them unique. I talked to Mm -hmm. my daughter, Becca, about this when it comes to worship you know with the singing with a band Mm -hmm. there's several people in that on that team well what do what value do you bring to the team what makes you different so that you're not in comparison with the people next to you or the students next to you that you are in whatever form of competition with what what makes you unique what makes you special? It's not that you are better than them, but you're unique. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you can, only you can bring that gift to the world. And I think that's something that was really helpful with our kiddos too, just to kind of make yes. their story unique. Absolutely. And show them why, mm-hmm. how God's special touch fingerprint mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on their life, why mm-hmm. it was so unique and special and help them to develop into their strength, yes. you know, uh, it helps them to overcome their insecurities yeah. because when you're unique, you can't compare right. to somebody else. Right. Well, that I'm unique in this way. Mm-hmm. I have this story. Mm-hmm. I have this gifting, and that's okay, you know? Yes. Uh, make that something that you can speak life into.
2: Yeah, we, we like to refer to something called the GPS. It's, mm-hmm. your, it's your gifts, it's your passions, and it's your struggles. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in that is a part of the unique factor of helping our kids see that uniqueness. Mm -hmm. So if they're now beginning to see themselves the way God sees them, Mm -hmm. and now they're beginning to embrace that unique factor that that does set them apart, that makes them uniquely different, well, that might be because God has gifted them in certain ways that maybe this other person wasn't gifted in. And it's not that you're any better than they, they are. It's just that God needs both of you right, right. because both of you are not only needed, but both of you bring value to the world based mm-hmm. on the unique gifting that you have. Right. So God wants you to use that gift to fulfill a greater purpose, to make an impact on someone else. Mm-hmm. So God gave you that as a gift. And then what is it that, what is it that that you're passionate about? Because we can't all be passionate about the same things, So if we were all passionate about the same thing, then (laughs) there'd be a lot of unmet needs Mm -hmm. in the world. So therefore, we all have to realize that, you know, God put that passion in our heart for a reason, Mm -hmm. because that's another reinforcement of how God wants to use our gifting Mm -hmm. and fulfilling our purpose is by pursuing that passion that brings joy and Mm -hmm. fulfillment to our Mm -hmm. lives. And that becomes a natural motivation. I I encourage parents all the time. In fact, I have seen this time and time again. Parents have wanted to come and sit down and say, hey, you know, I just, my son, my daughter, they're just not motivated. I can't get them to do this. They just don't have any desire to do that. They won't go out with their friends. They're, They're non sociable. They stay in their room. And so I'll ask them the question. I'll say, do they, is there any momentum in their life right now? In other words, have, are they experiencing any wins, just anything at all? Mm-hmm. And they'll say, well, that's the problem. There's, they're not winning at anything. Mm. And so the very first thing I try to help them help their kids do is to find a win yes. of any kind. Yes. Doesn't matter what it is. Find a way to get a win under yes. their belt and celebrate yes. that big time. Yes because that's that's how you build momentum. It's one win at a time. And all of a sudden, now when that happens, you'll see the, the atmosphere, their countenance, their, now all of a sudden their confidence shifts because they're getting some momentum Mm -hmm. under their belt. And that's so important to just, again, it's all about how they see themselves, the way God sees them, embracing their uniqueness and even taking the setbacks and the struggles they encounter and leveraging that mm-hmm. to maybe allow a way that maybe their difficulty that they've gone through can be leveraged mm-hmm. to help somebody else who's sure, going right. through the same thing. Mm-hmm. So again, God can take all of these yeah. things and turn them into positives to where now they're seeing they're, they're seeing themselves in a different way. They have a different perspective of themselves. Mm-hmm because now they're seeing themselves. So the greater sense of purpose, they're seeing the bigger picture Mm -hmm. of what God's divine design is for them. And I think that in and of itself can help diminish and make a lot of the insecurities that once again can paralyze us. I think it can be liberating where we can walk and live in the freedom and confidence, not, not an arrogant, way, but in a quiet confidence, because where there's a security that we have, knowing that our security is found in who we are in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that's critical for parents to help their kids overcome this whole issue of insecurity in their lives. Mm
1: -hmm. Really good. Really good. Good, good.
2: Anyway, it's Uh just learning how to trust God, that God's ways are better. His plans are better. And God has a unique plan for our lives, mm-hmm. and we have to be uniquely, um, I guess,
1: we like to say it,
2: available to pursue the uniqueness of God the way He has He has designed our life.
1: That's good. We like to say, rethink life.
0: That's it. I love good. that. Shift rethink your perspective. Life. Yes. Yeah. Good stuff. We we are going to wrap this up. We've been talking about how to help your kids overcome their insecurities. And wow, that's powerful, powerful stuff. You need to share this episode with somebody. Come on now, be a hero and go share it, text it, send it in an email, whatever. Share it on Instagram, share it on Facebook, because there are people that you know that need to hear this important information and it'll help their lives, help their family. So listen, we told you we'd give you an opportunity to get a copy of Rodney's book, The Oh, now, now it's now it's all, now it's on the other side. Of <laughs> We've the, got uh, so it's many called books. the double win. They, they, <laughs> you know, he's written so many books. We, we, we can't list them all. No, the double win is a book that you can get by going to thewinningfamily.com, and if you sign up to just take a trial run of the monthly mentoring club, which is the club where Rodney and Michelle monthly meet with moms and dads, couples, and even. Uh, Parents that uh, are doing it solo, right? Mm -hmm. And they meet with them once a month for an incredible mentoring call. And there's Q&A at the end. You can ask them any question that's on your heart and on your mind. If you're looking for a support system, this is it, guys. So I want to encourage you, go to thewinningfamily.com and sign up for that uh, free trial, 30 days. And then you'll also get the book, The Double Win, which will help you win in so many areas of your life. So until next time, we encourage you to rate, the podcast let us know we're on the right track leave your comments and subscribe so that you don't miss an episode because we are here to help you win at home and at life thanks again for joining us on the winning family podcast be sure to follow us on instagram and facebook at the winning family also we would love to hear what's on your heart and mind as parents send us any questions you would like rodney and michelle to answer in the future episodes by sending your questions to the podcast at theWinningFamily.com. We look forward to hearing from you. For more helpful resources and content, be sure to go to thewinningfamily.com. Until next time, thanks again for joining us on this week's episode of The Winning Family Podcast.